Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yeah. Adrian Peterson is taking care of things right now. Down the sideline. If he can get loose, he's gone. Illingway will score. The Wesley Fields. Touchdown. Georgia Southern. All right, we're joined by Holly Saunders of Fox Sports. Holly, some of you guys will know her from some golf coverage and from Fox Sports 1 shows. I think the herd and undisputed, but Holly's here to talk some college basketball with us. Thank you for joining us, Holly. How are you? Hi, thanks for having me. And most of what I do is um, college football and NFL, but but while that season is kind of on hiatus, let's talk some basketball. Yeah, I think we can. All, anyone can talk brackets this time of year, whether you whether yeah. you even follow basketball or not. All right, so let's let's start first, just generally. What do you think when when you saw the bracket and kind of you know, have you filled out yours, and, and how does it look uh, having filled it out, if so? Okay, my final four is Michigan State, um, Nevada, Tennessee, North Carolina, and North Carolina is losing Michigan State in the final. Well, I should let everyone know that you are a Michigan State alum, so I don't Correct. think that's too surprising, right? I have to back them. I do every year. The last two years, um, they let me down a little bit, but they just won the Big Ten um, championship tournament, whatever in Chicago, it coming like fresh off that win, and Izzo feels good, and that it's gonna be there. It's gonna be their year. First time since 2000, I think. So, so you, let's do it. You were at Michigan State, I guess. Yeah, let everyone know kind of your background at Michigan State, and uh, you know your golf background with them, and kind of how you became. Yeah. So I um I went to school at Michigan State, and, and I graduated in 2009, so I'm telling you how old I am there. Um, but I got played golf there, and I got like, full experience of all the football, all the basketball, just big campus, all the kids loved it. And um, anyhow, when I was done uh, playing golf there, I played all junior golf, played golf since I was six years old, all the way through Michigan State, won a Big Ten championship there, great experience. Um, you know, decided I wanted to uh, talk about golf instead of play it and uh, ended up where I am now. So, um, yes, yeah, so that, it's exciting. It's exciting. Michigan State had a lot to do with everything. Well, from someone that plays golf a lot and has not improved at all, I, I can imagine that talking, <laughs> about it, talking about it is probably difficult, but nowhere near as difficult as, as playing it for sure, right? It's, I mean, it's the most frustrating thing in the world. It really is. And it's, it's so mental and it's six hours of it. I mean, you're out there for, for five and a half, six hours just battling yourself every time. That's why I tell people when they're like, I do it to relax. I'm like, how? Like, how is that possible? No, I, I don't ever play to relax. I barely play anymore um, just because I'm not any good anymore. And, and I expect my, I have expectations, you know, like anything when you have expectations and you don't live up to it, it's so fun. It's so fun to like hit it out of bounds, you know? Yeah, I can attest to that. It is it's very fun to hit it out of bounds. Zero. <laughs> uh, all right, so yeah, let's let's get back into the bracket, though, Holly. 
what do you, what's your stance on this? I know a lot of people uh, are pretentious when it comes to these things. Some people are fans of just filling out one bracket and entering them into all their pools, their office pools, their, you know, pools of friends and family. And then other yeah. people are filling out tons of brackets and different possibilities. What's your stance on that? I guess. Uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm a firm person, like take your stance and that's it. Like just, just do it once and hold your stance. So I've got one and that's what I'm going, you know, going with. That's it. Michigan State wins. I'm behind them. Whatever you put out in the universe is what's going to come back. And that's it. I, I'm with you on that. One bracket for all of them. You got to live it. How are you going to do that? How are you going to keep track of it? That would take me all day to keep track of where I am and, and where I stand. Who am I rooting for? What if, if I, uh, you know, put different different um, teams to win different, you know, in the East-West, whatever it is? Like, how, how am I going to keep track of that? Is it safe to say, though? to root for. Is it safe to say that if you did fill out multiple brackets, you would have Michigan State winning in all of them, right? Still winning. Yes, still winning. Like maybe I'd have like Florida State in the Final Four or something else, but Michigan State is still winning. Maybe maybe it's you know Kentucky instead of North Carolina, um, but Michigan State's still winning. So you heard it here first. It's a guarantee that Michigan State's going <laughs> to win the national championship. Guaranteed. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so uh, the brackets, you know, I guess we're all familiar with, with how they're selected in, in the committee. Um, but, but for us down here in Savannah, what we focus on uh, is Georgia Southern Athletics and Georgia Southern Basketball, yeah. which is a group of five team. And I guess, you know, big picture, the debate always seems to be, do you take the, you know, for the last few spots, do you take the – lower level power five teams over the higher level group of five teams and not group of five teams like Gonzaga is obviously a, right. a power at this point, but I guess, how do you see that debate playing out? Um, you know, having looked at these brackets, it does seem like that, that there's a slow shift towards respecting the, the higher group of five teams. Um, but there are, you know, the bracket is still littered with, with power five squads. Yeah, and and you everybody wants to see the Chicago Loyola story. You know what I mean? Like that's what makes the tournament great. Right. Last year, right. Sister Jean, you know, on the sidelines and and the whole it's like it's like a broadcaster's dream to have that kind of storyline. This year, I feel like it could be like maybe UC Irvine, um, but I that's who like, I pick. I pick UC Irvine in the Elite. That's Eight. interesting. Yeah, 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 because it's a definite possibility. Again, anything can happen. But Michigan State could be out in the first round. I'm not putting his vibes out there. They won't. It could be. <laughs> But that's what I love about this. I always say that March Madness is the greatest um, sports event that we have. The Super Bowl is great, you know, blah, blah, blah. But March Madness is the greatest event. I go to Vegas for it. Like some of my friends are going tonight and they'll stay until Monday, the first weekend of March Madness. And and I don't know if you've ever been to Vegas during March Madness, but like even like at the Black Shy tables out on the floor in the casino, they, they will wheel out TVs, um, extra TVs, so you can watch all the games while you're playing cards. And you uh, know, roulette, awesome. whatever it is, yeah. And every every time a game ends, somebody's winning and losing, you know. And it's just there's always a loud cheer, and then it's on to the next, and it just keeps going and going and going. And it's just the best uh, five six days in Vegas. It's so much fun. Well, I will tell you, I have been to Vegas before, but I remember distinctly the biggest sporting event at that time. I guess that weekend was the Little League World Series. So oh, that's fun too. That's fun too. It, it is but it's fun. Like it, another level. Yeah, it's it's fun to walk through those casinos and still hear 
the cheering and and the upsets or the Thank upset the people. That somebody's winning and losing every single time, and it's yep. amazing. It's amazing. The Little League World Series. I love the descriptions of the kids, like what their interests are. The kids <laughs> are like, hilarious. Like they're amazing. Yeah, made, that's made for TV stuff for sure. Oh my uh, god, it's great too. So we got your final four. Uh, let's. I guess we might have touched on this with UC Irvine. When you're going through the bracket, was there one upset that you picked that you couldn't wait to tell people about, or that, or one team that you're convinced that you you know you figured it out? I, I got one, but I'm not going to tell you mine until I hear yours. So, any any, <laughs> ma- any major upsets? Um. I, I usually pick the – I don't I, – I always bet the odds pretty much for the most part. So I really don't – That's pretty safe. That. I really do um, just because that's the way it usually works out. And me predicting that, um, you know, if a player goes down or whatever, it's, I've just learned it to always pick the odds. So I'm, my bracket is boring in that sense that I really have chosen, chosen the teams that should win. That but is I a true Vegas – that's a true Las Vegas bracket. Correct. Except the fact that Michigan State, I just like blindly choose them. So maybe that's it. I don't. Maybe that's the upset. I don't know if that would be considered the upset, but but I I, I play the odds. What about you? It it could be an upset. I I guess. I uh, I have two, and one of them I picked. One of them I want to pick, but I haven't pulled the trigger yet. I guess the one that I haven't pulled the trigger yet is the fifteen. And the two out of the Midwest, Abilene Christian okay. over Kentucky. Yes. Okay. Kentucky, okay. K- Kentucky's playing really awesome, but yep. I know that Calipari's teams do struggle sometimes with those long breaks. And plus, I knew someone that went to Abilene Christian. So that's – There you go. Yes. Yeah, oh, that's analysis. a good one. That's a great one. That's a great one. <laughs> and then I guess the other one, this is kind of a popular one, the one that I have already picked and definitely will pick is Yale over LSU. Um, LSU, LSU's obviously had plenty of their problems, but Yale, they seem to be pretty smart. I would assume that they're a pretty intelligent team. And so I'm going to take them. No, I saw that too. I saw Yale was one of the, one of the potential upsets too. I was reading some articles. Um, also I like, I like last year I adopted Texas tech. I mean, they made it to what was it the elite eight or was it sweet 16 last year? I think it was elite eight, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. It was elite eight. Yeah. Because my boyfriend was the coach of Texas tech at that point. Now the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, which that's a whole different topic. We I'm going to guess NFL that's Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah so, so we've been together a while. So now we got that whole thing coming up in, in a month, that draft. But um, no, like, I kind of adopted Texas Tech and Chris Beard. Like, that coach is amazing. And um, I guess that would be kind of somebody that, that – a team that I kind of left out in the bracket. But they could really make a run too. Yeah, if they, if they win their first game, I could see them making a run for sure. Yeah. Let's cut away yeah, from the yeah, bracket. Yeah. Cut away from the bracket quickly. Uh, are you going to tell us if the Cardinals are drafting Kyler Murray number one? <laughs> um, like I, I like as I'm sitting here in my room, I I don't know. Like he, <laughs> I don't put that pressure on him, and we don't discuss football. So it's like I I don't know. Does he fit Cliff's system? Does everybody know that? Yes. Does has he known Kyler since he was a young you know, young kid coming through the Texas football system? Yes, they're good friends. It's well known, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he and uh, Steve Kime and Bidwell have discussed. And I don't want to know because everybody else is, is asking me. Everybody at Fox is <laughs> pretty, pretty good about it, um, has been pretty good about it. But I, um, I really don't know. And I, and I won't know probably until the draft is over. Well, so you're like the rest of us. So it's just a waiting and see game. 
<laughs> it is. And, and again, like I'm the part of his life where we're not discussing football. I'm like the safe part of it where, you know, we're talking about bad <laughs> movies and other, you know, mindless stuff. Cause he's working pretty hard. He's, he's breaking up at three and he did that office till 10 PM. So it's consuming him right now. He's working on it. I can imagine. Well, Holly, let's, let's wrap up. I want to do one more uh, kind of yeah. big, big picture. Um, thing with with this bracket you know every year for me when it comes out and when these tv contracts come out and, and the amount of money floating around it's an inevitable debate that that seems to come up this time of year about college athletes yeah. and kind of you know what what is what is right what is wrong and and what is possible because those three things are there's really no answers to to any of them for me at least um so i guess my question would be does that ever come up in your mind when, when you when you see major events like this in college? Do, does that the amount of money floating around cross your mind? And if so, have you heard or or thought of any solutions that you like best to fixing this problem? I think. Are you talking about like paying the players? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know that paying it like it's hard to ask. You know, if you ask someone, do you want to pay college athletes? It's easy right. to say yes or no, but but that's not really an option with title nine and, and that's a whole nother thing, but I guess, right. Is, is there kind of a dilemma for me? There's kind of a moral dilemma in my mind to see all of the, all of the money in, into the billions now. And then, yeah. you know, and then see some of, you know, read and see some of these stories about kids struggling with money. It's just tough to coincide. Right. You know? Because many of these kids come from, come from nothing and have For sure. um, very little. And I mean, I remember being a college student, you know, nobody had anything, you know, um, that's just how it is. But um, then, well, then you get into the dilemma of, is there a sliding scale? Do, you know, star quarterbacks, you know, so to speak, get paid more than, you know, it, it, it becomes very difficult, but maybe there's, there's just a, a number for, you know, all athletes across the board. Right. You know, that's nothing, nothing outrageous, but it's, um, it's definitely something to consider. I know it's, it's a hot topic and, and, um, anybody who advocates, advocates it would, um, you know, is opening themselves up to, to further criticism. But, um, I, I think there's definitely a discussion to be had there considering everything else, um, yeah. you know, the, the surrounding that and, and sparking, you know, whether it is, selling you know memorabilia or whatever it is to try and make some money it's just you know it needs to be addressed yeah and I, I think that's kind of my opinion also is that i don't really have a firm solution like everyone else Correct. it seems like but i can at least get to the point where i acknowledge that there is if not a problem that there is a, a an unbalance an imbalance somewhere yeah yeah hope, there, hopefully there needs to be some someone you know somebody you know this conversation has started already, but it's like, what is the fair solution? I don't know. Right. We're talking yeah. about kids here, talking about 18 to 22 year old kids. So it's obviously very, you know, it's a tough topic. Can you get parents involved? And it's, um, here's something that you and I will not be solving today. <laughs> that, that, that is <laughs> but, definitely true. But it's true. a very good topic of conversation. For sure. Well, Holly, I, I thank you for joining us again. Do you want to let everyone know how they can follow you and keep up with your stuff? Yeah, so it's very easy. Just Holly dot Saunders on Instagram, and then I think it's at Holly underscore Saunders. I got all these little <laughs> innuendos. Um, um, Holly the underscore Saunders on Twitter. So yeah, find me there, and it's um, it's a good little sports follow and entertainment and fun, and we have a good time. So thank you again. I really appreciate it. Awesome, Holly. Thank you. Thank you. 
Adam Van Bremer here, editorial page editor of the Savannah Morning News and SavannahNow.com, and the host of two regular podcasts, The Commute and Difference Makers. Get your daily local news and opinion fix on The Commute. Available each weekday afternoon, The Commute offers insights into the day's hottest topics with commentary from those who know the subjects best. Our other regular production is the bi-weekly Difference Makers podcast, which is dedicated to sharing stories and insights from Savannah's key players, the men and women who lead our city in commerce, in arts and culture, in philanthropy, in government, and in education. Episodes post every other Friday and like The Commute are on demand through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at savannahnow.com. Make listening to The Commute and Difference Makers a part of your regular routine today. I'm filling up my bracket at work. Uh, some of my friends who are like really plugged into college basketball think Virginia Tech might beat Duke. What say you? No, I don't think anyone's beating Duke. I can't. Here's I the think thing, though, so, dude. Here's the thing: they they are so bad from downtown that one of those games, the shots just aren't going to fall, right? Well, what if they don't fall in the first game? You think they win? Yeah, but it, what about North the Carolina Central? North Carolina Central is a little bit different than Michigan State. They don't. Do they, do they get Michigan State in the second round? No, they'd get them in the Elite Eight. Okay, yeah. So what you would hope is that the bad shooting game comes not against a really, really good team. And I don't know. For me, I, I just always think that the best team is going to get to the Final Four. And then from there, it's anyone's guess. I've thought since the beginning of the year with Zion Williamson that Duke is – the best college basketball team in the regular season, at least since maybe the, maybe the Tyler Hansborough North Carolina squad or, or even that. Are you forgetting what happened in Hawaii this year with Duke at full strength? In Hawaii? You mean last Gonzaga year? Gonzaga beat him this year at full strength. No, that was in 2018. It was this year. We beat him at full strength this year in Maui. Well, this season. Yeah. Man, that was like four months ago. Not giving us a chance. Zion was at full strength. They had everyone. You know what else was happening four months ago? What? Georgia Southern was rolling. That's true. And playing great basketball. Uh, well, speaking of the bracket, one last question I have for you. Um, Eagle Nation's got to be happy with, with the draw that Georgia State got, right? I mean, there's no way they're getting past Houston. That's not happening this year. Yeah, I mean, for everything that Georgia State did right, that yeah, that's an unfortunate that, 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 draw. Of all the three seeds in that bracket, like I think Houston and Texas Tech are the best. Two. I mean, imagine if they'd gotten the LSU or Purdue three seed. I would I would have said they could have won those games, but against Houston or the other three seed Tech, there's there's no way State's gone in the first round. If yeah, and I I would bet I would bet the house that they are gone in the first round too. If they do beat Houston, though. <laughs> I don't know if you have a bracket in front of you, Greg. Yeah, they, they, I, I think they could beat Ohio State if they get by Houston. That's the thing, State yeah. Beatable. That's the thing. So maybe Houston has a Georgia Southern-type performance against Georgia State and just doesn't play well, and Georgia State wins, but I don't see that happening. I, I, think, the, I think the other 14 three upsets are likely. I actually have Old Dominion over Purdue, and I have Yale over LSU. All right, well, give me the uh, one dark horse team. Dark, dark horse team, double-digit seed or higher that you think could make a run to the Elite Eight? I have no higher. Uh, I, I mean, I'll change it. I'll probably chicken out. But right now I have Virginia Tech over Duke to the Elite Eight. And I actually have Old Dominion to the Sweet 16. I got Old Dominion over Purdue, and then I have him beating Villanova because I think Villanova is low-key trash. Yeah, Villanova's fake this year, I mean, for sure. But they're in, yeah, they're so in I mean, on the name alone. Old Dominion shoots like 43 pointers a game. They're like Savannah State. 
if those fall for Old Dominion against Purdue, I think they could like low key beat Nova. I have Old Dominion to the Sweet 16 for now, and again, I'll probably chicken out. But right now, I have Vatek over Duke in the Sweet 16. I like UC Irvine, 13 seed. I've actually been thinking a lot about UC Irvine today because I actually think that they're a little corner of the bracket. It's such a weird little corner of the bracket. I actually don't think it's out of the question that they could potentially get a little farther than everyone thinks. All right, cool. We'll wrap up here. I do, I'll throw out a couple more things that I saw from the bracket quickly. Upsets obviously happen all the time in March Madness, and, and I think sometimes one or two upsets become so popular that people just forget to look at the matchup and the actual stats. I think Seton Hall beats Wofford. Oh, I, I don't think that's – yo. what I thought was hilarious is they showed the live shot on the CBS selection show of Wofford, and then they left them up as they revealed Seton Hall, and they were like, shit. Yeah, and if they would have showed Seton Hall, they would have been probably ecstatic. Yeah, um, I, I, have Seton Hall, I have Seton Hall to win that game and, and certainly to cover. I don't know what the line is going to be, but I pick Seton Hall. I think there's another – I think there's another three – a 14-3 matchup, Texas Tech – is it three? They no, no. Texas Tech, no, no. Northern Kentucky, Texas Tech's defense is so good. I think Texas Tech's going to win that game. I've seen a lot of people picking the out. Who is Liberty playing? Oh, you know? I, I have Liberty. I have Liberty over Mississippi State. I think Mississippi State is fake. That's a 12-5? Yeah. That's an easy 12-5 to me, and I think Oregon beats Wisconsin 12-5 too. I got Oregon in the Sweet 16 because Wisconsin is fake. So do I. You do, and I, I, actually, I have three 12 Oh, God, I, I can't do this. I have four 12-5s. I can't do that. I think oh Murray State gosh. over Marquette. I think Murray State over Marquette is – I would book that. And I, but I, and I think Auburn's going to flame out early, too. I don't know if it's in the first or second round, but I'm, I consider New Mexico State over Auburn because I think Auburn's actually fake despite what we saw this weekend. Yeah, I don't know. That I can't have four 12-5s. I can't have four 12-5s. I need to pick a, I need to change one of these. No, you can't. Here's your final four before we wrap up. Michigan State, Gonzaga, Tennessee, North Carolina. I have Gonzaga and North Carolina reprising their championship game rematch. Uh, and I got Gonzaga over North Carolina. You got Gonzaga over North Carolina in the title game? Yep. All right. I'm trying to remember my – I know I got – Believe you me. Believe me, because I regret that I wasn't there last time. If Gonzaga's in the Final Four, I am driving to Minneapolis. <laughs> I hear you, Greg. I, I would not blame you because that happens so rarely – I don't think you want to miss it when it does happen, right? It only it only happened. We've only been to the title game once before, and that was two years ago when we blew it against Carolina. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll find a way to get there if they're in it. Yeah, and if and if I remember correctly, just like every other North Carolina game ever, Roy Williams still has three timeouts left from that Gonzaga national title game because he is still yeah, yeah, they, convinced that saving timeouts yeah. works. All right, my final four: I got Duke, Michigan, Virginia, North Carolina, not. A lot of uh, crazy picks there. I got Duke over Carolina. And for all of you guys saying that that's not going to happen, Duke and Carolina aren't going to match up, that's why you won't win your bracket pool because the whole goal is to pick the most likely teams to advance, not the most likely matchups. The the one pick I want to sway you on, and it's not just because I'm a homer for my Bulldogs because I'm actually the least homerish Gonzaga media guy in the world. I I don't look at these guys with rose-colored glasses ever. I was reading on the Detroit web, the, the Detroit newspaper website, the Free Press. I was reading today about Michigan because I haven't watched them a lot this year. All four of their writers who write about Michigan basketball have them losing to either Texas Tech 
or Buffalo in the Sweet 16. Nobody has them beating Gonzaga to get to the Final Four, not one of their own writers. That, that is pretty wild, and that's brave of them, for I, sure. I, I, would just think I, mean, about, I would just think twice about Michigan. Here's what I think. If a team is going to lose a one seed or a two seed, a team as good as Gonzaga, it's going to be on the second game of a weekend. They're not going to lose in the first round, and they're not going to lose in the Sweet 16. They're not going to lose with a week to prepare. They might well, lose with two days to prepare. We're about to get the 2-3 the Syracuse zone on the second game of that weekend. That scares me more than Florida State. Yeah, Syracuse somehow finds a way, even though they haven't had good basketball players in a long time. Yeah, I'm excited about it. And guys, when Gonzaga does lose, like they do annually in the tournament, you know it's at Greg Talbot on Twitter. I will be doing what I always – I'll be doing my tradition unlike any other. I had a, a very public Twitter meltdown my senior year of college when Gonzaga blew it in the second round as a one seed to Wichita State. If you're on my Twitter account, you will see me posting at least once a game a screenshot of one of my friends from six years ago saying, I'm really enjoying seeing Greg Talbot lose his mind publicly on Twitter during this Gonzaga game. I'll tweet it out a couple times a game, and, uh, and that's how you'll know it's my account. There you go, folks. There's a tease. Until next time, thank you guys for listening to Georgia Southern Extra. Oh, he will. Adrian Peterson is taking care of things right now. Down the sideline. If he can get loose, he's gone. Illingway will score. The Wesley Fields. Touchdown. Georgia Southern. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.